I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast. This is the Tour of the Basque Country. People have been asking, are you doing uh, recaps for Tour of the Basque Country? Of course we are. Every stage. If you see World Tour, the designation applied to the race, we'll be doing recaps. We just got too caught up with Tour of Flanders, or I did, to do a preview or anything like that. But anyway, stage one was an ITT kicking it off with the Bilbao to Bilbao ITT, 14 Ks long. I think it was actually 13, just over 13 Ks, and a nasty time trial in classic Basque Country fashion. It starts with a two-and-a-half-kilometre climb at 7% with some pinches in there of 11%. There's a bit of a flat section in the middle of there, so not sure if it's fault, uh, fake news climb or not. People can let me know. Then there's a longish descent for pretty much the rest of the TT, and then they do a final ramp of 500 metres at 10% with like 14% pinches in it. It goes up in the middle of Bilbao uh, on a hill in there. I'm not sure if they used it before. I think they have. Anyway, start list stacked. Absolutely monstrous start list that we'll see at the Tour de France. All the GC contenders of the Tour are here. Bagatcha, Roglic, Adam Yates, Carapaz, uh, Jonas Vingegaard, Molima, Chavez, Valverde, Mass, Carthy, Izaguirre, Lusenko, Buchmann, Kelderman, Sharkman. Just ridiculous. Sorry if I missed everybody. anybody. Uh, not many quick men, though. Kind of like Catalonia, Smith Court, he or she. Igita, Impy, just trying to give an overview. That's your preview. You're welcome. Uh, who did you have for the stage today, Benji? Up and down TT, some flat sections, some punchy climbs. Kind of had a not as nasty as the Vuelta TT last year, which had a flat and then a climb, which Roglic won. And then not as long or properly mountainous like Planche de Belfi in the Tour. Who did you have? I had Pogacar for this one. And uh, the reason I had Pogaccio for this one is because uh, the stamp trial the entire season has been pretty uh, pretty great. And it has been pretty great since the uh, Slovenian Championships last year. Now, this is a bit of a different parkour. This is not a parkour that we have seen him ride against anyone on since, well, basically that point. Because we've had the mountain time trials of the Slovenian National Championships. We had the Tour de France one. Then we had pretty flat ones so far in this season. So it really came down to a different parkour, a bit of a rolling hills one. We know that Roglic and Bogaccio are pretty much 1v1-ing each other on these uh, relatively hilly parkours on, on Tour de France uh, stages last year. And we've seen them do uh, good stuff already this season. So I think they were both going to be very good. I was curious to see where all the Ineos uh, people would end up because this is kind of deciding who oh, they yeah, go for this week. I'd expect Adam Yates to um, do a relatively decent time trial. Yeah. I don't expect him to uh, get close to Pogacar or Roglic here. At least I didn't think he would beforehand. 
And I also didn't expect too much from a Gegenhard in a time trial anymore after this season already showing that he's not really up there. So I, um, depending on how he did today, I would start getting worried about his time trial for the Tour de France. Who? Gegenhardt? Yes. I'd be worried about everything, mate, not just the TT. But <laughs> before we get into the uh, the results, I want to mention our show partner, Lacoles, for the entire year. They just released uh, a collection with Johan Musea, his memories of racing about Tour of Flanders, why he loves riding He's from my city, by the way. Yep, he's from Benji's. I'm not sure it's a city. Uh, by it's a city, man. It's almost the capital standards. of Belgium. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. But uh, it's actually a city. Johan is uh, <laughs> Benji's neighbor. They probably ride together, and he just doesn't tell me, and he hasn't brought him on the pod yet. But anyway, Lacola brought out a kit with Johan Musee. You can check it out on their Instagram or on their website. Um, I will, maybe we can peer pressure Benji into sending us footage of him attacking Musee on the Paderberg in a few weekends' time. But onto the TT, you know how we do this. We just do the results and then talk about some of the themes from the stage. Roglic went before live coverage started, which, I mean, not ideal. <laughs> the guy's going to come first or second in the TT and we didn't see it live, so that wasn't great. Pogaccio went really late, so there was like a gap of three hours between the two. But Roglic went into the hot seat like 28 seconds out of Patrick Bevan and then the other Jumbo Visma riders, Foss and Vingegaard, they set times of four seconds and six seconds, no, 10 seconds, respectively, quicker than Bevan. But then Roglic destroyed everybody. 17-17 on this 13-kilometer course. He was third at the intermediate time check with a time of 7.47 uh, behind McNulty. UAE who went after Roglic and looked really good, but he was yeah sometime a couple of hours maybe after Roglic the American and he finished two seconds behind Roglic. So first Roglic for the stage, second McNulty, third Vingegaard, eighteen seconds behind Roglic. Everyone's thinking you haven't mentioned another Slovenian yet. That's right, Foss fourth, the Norwegian on Jumbo Visma twenty. Four seconds behind Roglic, and then Pegacha, 28 seconds behind Roglic in fifth, same time as Bevan, but I think he was just a few fractions of a second ahead of him. And similarly, a few fractions of a second ahead of Adam, Adam Yates in, oh, where was it, Benji? Sixth or seventh. So that's insane. Just your reaction there before we get to the rest of the top 10. Pegacha shipping 28 seconds to roll with you know tt i I thought it'd be much closer yeah i I thought it would be much closer as well and i think there's a few things that we could go into when it comes to his time trial to where i think he lost the most time he started the time trial looked relatively decent at the start and he actually beat roglic at the first time check by i think two seconds he was behind mcnulty though his own teammate who had a really good start to the time trial but then pretty much blew it towards the end and Looking at Pogacar from that point onwards, they come into a, a bit of a situation with multiple corners following each other up. And every corner he was taking, I was thinking, oh, something's going on. Because, I don't know, it, it just felt very like he was taking the corners very conservative indeed. A bit, not, not, not per se scared, but yeah, just careful. And 
if you do it carefully, then you're going to lose seconds. And that was clearly the case. And then eventually he ended up not looking too bright when he was climbing the final uh, hill as well. So I think he lost quite a bit of time on that final hill as well. So yeah, not the best time trial in Pogacar's house, but I would not be too scared yet for the rest of the week. This does not define the week, but it does set a bit of a, a score for Roglic now. So Definitely. Slovenian 1 is winning against Slovenian 2 right now. The rest of the top 10, Evan, as I said, with 78s, just beat him. Ida Schelling, 8th for Bora Hansgrohe, 29 seconds behind Roglic. Nice time for Schelling. The best Bora Hansgrohe time, that was 2 seconds ahead of Schachmann, who was 10th, and Aaron Brew was 9th. I don't know where he's got that time from, but he's come in the top 10, 30 seconds <laughs> behind Roglic, and we'll talk about him, I think, at the end of this podcast for tomorrow's stage. Uh, but other GC contenders, if I can try and do some quick maths and pick them out, uh, he issued quite a nice time, actually, 17.54. It's not outrageously good, uh, yeah. like 37 seconds behind Roglic, but compared to where he was at Catalonia when he was getting the doors blown off him, by breakaway compatriots who are near his level normally, seems to be better. Bilbao, not so bad. Kelderman also, actually not as good as I expected. I thought Kelderman would come in the top seven personally and to be giving up 36 seconds to Roglic. I was surprised by that, that Adam Yates was beating him. Carapaz, not a disaster, not great either. I think 45 seconds. Valverde, 43 seconds. Uh, Van Seven are not so bad. Trying to look down for the Lander, 50. And then the, the big problems. Carthy, a minute and six seconds. And Gegenhardt, a minute and eight seconds. That's just, you can't compete in these one-week stage races. And we haven't done all the parkour, but there's not like back-to-back-to-back hectic mountain stages. You... It, it makes it too tough because maybe Roglic has a bad day, but there's like six or seven people ahead of them now with real time ahead of them. It's going to be difficult to make that up. So even a podium now is very difficult for those riders. Who do you think is the big winner from the GC contenders today, Benji, apart from Roglic? Is it Vingegaard? <laughs> is, he a real, is he a real GC threat here after his performance at Sedi Manakopi Bartoli last week? I think looking at the parkour, he can really do well, but I don't see him as a real competitor for the overall GC here. I also think that in any situation where Roglic will need any help, he's going to have to help Roglic. And looking at the overall team that Jumbo has here, it's not a bad team, definitely. They've got Foss, who also did well. They've got Omen, who has been climbing well all season. Tolhook, who was decent at, um, was it? No, 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 no. It was not, was it? I think Catalonia. I don't know, where Kreiswijk uh, didn't do too great. But uh, all in all, we also have Vingega as well, also here. So it's not a godlike team you would send to a Grand Tour. But as you can see from the results today, they've got three riders in the top four of this initial time trial. So I definitely wouldn't be counting them out for a, a strong team performance. But if Pogacar attacks, I think it's going to be hard to... Uh, to focus on the domestiques to help Roglic out. He's going to have to do some stuff himself here, certainly. I think that one of the winners, once again after these time trials, is a rider that we said with the Yates brothers in time trials is a flip of a coin, but Adam Yates is slowly but surely showing that it's not only a flip of a coin recently. 
And we see that today. He's actually not that far behind. Sixth in this time trial. That is better than I think everybody would, would have anticipated before the season started. And looking at his performances so far this season, he's 99% sure the leader of Ineos here. Because in these one-week races, he's an absolute god. And if we look at the parkours that are coming, these hilly finishes, these flat sprints off the hills, all these kind of hilly terrains, and not per se a huge mountain stage in this parkour, this means that it's it's so perfectly made for all three of these riders, for Roglic, for Pogacar, and for Yates. Eh, so, not so much for Yates, oh, I don't think. I mean, you disagree? Mm. I think I don't know. I feel like he's really good at these uh, punchy, uh, punchy. Yeah, like points. the knee stage, sure. Last year and in uh, the Tour de France, where he got himself, I think it was a cold as he attacked with Alaphilippe and Hirsch. No but I think it just suits Robert Chimpagatra a lot more. Shackman, too, uh, should suit him really well. I think Izaguirre losing a lot of time. He's going to need yep. a bad weather day. Carapaz losing a lot of time. Esteban Chavez lost nearly two minutes. <laughs> like, how are you supposed to compete Where on did GC? Buchmann end? Yeah, that's a good point. Let me control FM. Buchmann yeah, lost 50 yeah. or 48. 48, 40. Okay. I think something it's like that. It's not horrible. It's not amazing. They've got it's, two teammates in that top 10. Skelling and Sharkman. Skelling is going to be a teammate. I don't see him leading the team here at Azula. Um, they should run unless for something magical happens. Kelderman is off. It's hard, you know, because Sharkman in one week races, I dare to put him on a, on a similar level True. as Kelderman here with these kind of stages. Ah, and yeah, talking about the profiles, there's not any like 30 minute plus alpine climb. There's no Prati de Tivo stage, no Portonay, no climbs like that. All the climbs are 20 minutes max, even the mountaintop finishes, and a lot of them are 20 minute climbs. Then they have a descent and a flat run into the finish. So it's a lot like, like for example, the finish to stage maybe four or even the stage tomorrow. Let's go to that, Benji. The stage tomorrow is kind of like stage nine of the tour last year, light they have in the finale, 154K stage, rolling cat three climbs, sort of 4K, 6%, 4K, 4%, 2K, 6%, and then they do their La Asturiana climb, 7.5K, 6.2%. The steepest part of it is uh, in the first 5Ks or 4Ks. They've got 8, 8%, 8%, 11%. But then they have a descent and then a kick up to the finish line, 800 metres at 7.4%. So the question is, as Benji said, does Yates attack on that climb with Pagacha or someone? Because that's the key for him. And I think Yates... He's going to be very happy that Pagacha lost time, Benji, because it's not just going to be him having to attack. They're on the same time. And that's my question to you. How do you see tomorrow's stage playing out now with that poggy time loss? Do you see him backing his uphill sprint? Are they riding for he or she in the finish, who on good form would be their favourite, you'd say? Uh, is a breakaway going or what? what? What do you think is going to happen? Anticipating the stage, we've got 155 kilometers, so that means that it's not the longest of stages. It doesn't have the roughest of terrain before we get to that La Asturiana climb. So I'm guessing that 
There's going to be a break for me. Might be quite a few people that will try to go into the breakaway. But if Too I'm Yumbo, I'll, I'll try and make sure that this breakaway does not get too much time. Yeah. And they've got a few riders on their team that they can put at the front here. A lot of people will probably say, oh, why do that? Why would you do that? But first of all, like you mentioned, it's uh, it's still all very close in GC after the time trial. Additionally, I would definitely try to win this stage if I was Roglic, because this is 100%. also very much fitting for him. 800 oh, yeah. meters at 7.4%. The man is basically second favorite or favorite even. Hirschi, I don't know where he is. We saw him doing good today. He's definitely He's picking Bilbao. for those Ardennes. What? He's in Bilbao. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I think Hirschi... Uh, Woods. Does... What about Woods? Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Hirschi is speaking for the Ardennes, and that is coming close. So he needs to be in form very soon. So on paper, yeah. he needs to be good already at this point. And we saw him doing good today, so I hope he does well today so that, well, tomorrow, so that he can confirm that form towards the Ardennes. And Hirschi does really fit on this finish as well. But like you mentioned, Bogey versus Hirschi, I don't know how they'll do it. Yeah. I'd go for both. I have no idea Bet on either. two horses. Why not? <laughs> and um, just next to that, Woods, you mentioned it, definitely fits on this parkour, but or I think Roglic is better. I think Roglic has a better kick on this finish. I think, I don't know, there's so many contenders for tomorrow's finish. Now, assuming no one attacks on the climb, which is a big assumption, and mm-hmm. Pagacha, I think it's a good option for them to attack with Pagacha on the climb because they can sit in with he or she, yep. force Yumbo Visma to work, and if Roglish catches him, Pagacha should just sit up and then they can go to the finish or, I don't know, yep. we'll see how it plays out. I think Yates is going to struggle against them if they just all go to the finish, I think he doesn't have that extreme punch that, uh, yeah, that Pogaccio and particularly Roglic does. I do want to mention Daryl Impey because of the stage in the Dauphiné last year, stage one, 218 kilometres, and mm, maybe it wasn't as hard as this, but I feel like, nah, probably not. If, if you were ISU this finish, you probably lead it out hard for Woods with MP, and that's your best chance of winning. I'm not sure. If I'm UAE, I think you have to let Pagacha do this finale for himself because you have no guarantee that he or she won't just blow up. And so if you have Pagacha try and... But... Yeah. Looking at the parkours that are coming... There is literally no finish with a climb that is more than 4.6 kilometers long. It's all around 9 to 10%. Yep. I would dare, I would genuinely dare to use Pogacar as the rider you use offensively and have Hirschi be a role in GC. This is the only stage race in the season when it comes to parkour where I definitely see Hirschi having a possibility at the overall GC in the end. Yeah, I think you're right. I just don't know his form and I think... Yeah, if same. they know, yep. they know better than we do. His TT was good today, so I think agreed. Benji's right on this climb tomorrow, the big, the extended climb before the finish, attacking with Bagatcha, it'd be something I'd be looking at, and then really test out Yumbo Visma. You got to try them. You know, you never know what could happen, and I think Roglic, if they all go to the finish, 
he'll be taking bonus seconds on everybody else, and I really like him for the stage. He looks so good at Paris-Nice. Uh, Aaron Baru, outsiders, Benji. Aaron Baru, is it too hard for him? Mm. Schelling. To win, yes. Um, Aaron Baru to win, yes. Uh, Schelling could definitely do well here, but I don't think he has the same kick as the ride as we mentioned already. I would be uh, potentially looking at a Sharkman to be in a top five on this stage as well. You and Sharkman, just, with you, with, you love his punch. <laughs> I don't yeah. see it. Like, I just don't see it. The problem is, he had. I mentioned every time, he had that one year where he had one Basque Country <laughs> or one Catalonia where he won three stages in a row or something <laughs> on these guidance of parkours. And he hasn't <laughs> done it ever again. So I'm hoping we have he to only see does it at some in, point. It's, he only does uh, it in the Basque Country. <laughs> uh, other contenders, we'd have to shut the podcast down if we didn't mention Alejandro Valverde, particularly after his Indurain win. You must be must be considered for this finish, but I don't see him on the level of Woods and Roglic and Co. And my big long shot is Mikel Honore for this finish. I liked him in Agrigento. I think he's super punchy. And he's got nothing to lose with quick step. Him and Van Seven on, they should go ham in this back uh, Basque country. So, but my, I like um, I like Honore more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, could definitely fit. My uh, dark horses for this one. Firstly, I would like to name Benoit Cazenfois because he's back. He's back, oh, boys. Nah, Benji. And, um, Benji, there's a climb beforehand. <laughs> Mate, I believe, man. I believe he's getting dropped <laughs> on that clock. There's no not. way. <laughs> nah, man. Come on, Benoit. You can do it. He and uh, secondly, he, didn't he come last in the TT? What, what happened to Molema today, by the way? Because yeah, true, he was good all season so far, but I haven't seen his result today. Uh, he lost <laughs> a lot of time in the TT. Cosner for our lost. Two minutes, 20 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he was a minute behind after the first intermediate. <laughs> yeah. No, he just came back from injury. So that's – I feel bad. I'm only chuckling. But even if he was was fit, I wouldn't like him for tomorrow's stage. I think that climb is too hard before the finale. Oh, he, <laughs> what? <laughs> On him as winner? <laughs> Who? Omen. No, 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 no. This is not financial advice. All in. <laughs> You're all Cosnifar. in on Cosnifar, okay. Well, you had me very confused. Nah, probably not. He, he's my he's my outsider. Yeah, I didn't say Omen. Don't worry, uh, Omen's not going to win tomorrow. All right, that's our recap of today's stage. We like tomorrow's stage a lot. I really I really like the design, Egita as well. Anything could happen, and they I really like that climb they've put in, uh, which could have some early attacks, and hopefully we get that with the TT creating some gaps let us know in the youtube comments if that's where you listen uh who you've got for gc just a reminder to everybody just because of what happened in the tour last year roglic is still the best one week racer in the world don't let the crash in paranese distract you from that i think that's my view benji can have his own view but roglic in one week stage races is an animal and yeah that's all i'll say on it particularly with a parkour like this um but who do you think is winning benji while we're here got some time who have you got for gc in bass country because we never did a preview i'm gonna go for 
not one of the two Slovenians because that would be boring. So I'm going to go for a coup from the same team and I'm going to say Hirschi. I'm going to expect them to rise up. And looking at the parkour, it should on paper be possible for an informed Hirschi, but we don't know where he is. So I'm just going to YOLO it. Why not? Hirschi. Hirschi, okay. I think they should definitely try with him. Uh, I'm going to go with Roglic. <laughs> I'm going to keep it simple. <laughs> go for the favourite. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the all the weekend coverage with Flanders and these recaps, and we'll see you with the Stage 2 recap tomorrow. Ciao. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 